Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. 287 affiliates strong, our newest one, number 287, The Cape in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, 95.7 FM, 1550 AM. We are very happy to be on down there. I want to thank Dan Jerome and all the folks that brought us on the air down there. We had a great meeting and a great time down there last week. Went down, met with them. Very happy to be on the air there. I want to thank all the folks over at Radio America for helping make that possible. So once again, welcome on board to the Cape, 95.7 FM and 1550 AM in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Beautiful place, by the way. If you haven't been down there, it's absolutely gorgeous. Right on the Mississippi River. It was kind of cool. We had a very nice time down there. So, all right. Up on this show today, we're going to have a special guest with us once again, Lori Worthington from StressOS. So we're going to be talking about a lot of that, as well as a number of other things. If you, by the way, are looking for health insurance, if you need individual health insurance or Medicare, um, the, you can call the lovely Joyce Thompson at 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. You know, I gave her <laughs> name, uh, I had some, a listener call me and uh, said, I, I, I couldn't find that phone number. What's the phone number? And I gave it to him and he called me back. He said, you know, she's the nicest person and she knows so much. She is very nice and she did, she's really an expert in Medicare, Obamacare, even the short-term policies that are out there. So you can get a hold of her. Also, Sue Denninger, if you're looking for employer-sponsored health care, um, <clears throat> she does a wonderful job. She is truly one of the most knowledgeable people I ever met. She took over all of my book of business when we merged the agency with the Northwestern Mutual, RPS. So now it's RPS Benefits by Design. And she's also at 877-385-2224. I had a listener from St. Louis call last week. Uh, They were having a lot. They were talking to a broker who they said was driving them crazy. Um, and uh, we put them in touch with Sue, and Sue got them some uh, great information, and they're putting together a policy that's going to make a lot of sense. I think they had like 20 employees. So Sue can help you whether you've got two or 200. Um, she knows um, all the great policies that are out there and where to get them and how to put them together. So 877-385-2224. Hi, Lori. Hi, Carrie. Thanks <clears throat> for having us back. Well, glad to have you back. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about today. So let's let's just kind of dive into this. Um, you know, the WHO, who I know a lot of people, you know, find this somewhat humorous, but in this case, perhaps it's correct, um, has, you know, came out and said that stress has been called the epidemic of the 21st century, um, and it's costing up to $300 billion a year. Yet it doesn't seem like in the workplace it's being recognized. No, I think that we are just so used to saying, well, that's just part of working, right? You just have to put up with it and not recognizing that we can actually reduce stress and make work better and people better in the process. 
Yeah, and it, it, so if you you know, and if you, so, we're going to talk about the workplace safe. We're going to talk about you know why caring for your employees is important, and we're also going to talk about the cost of not doing anything. Okay, what that is. So we're going to illustrate some of those things to you, so you can understand the opportunity that you have if you want to do something about it and how you do it. So, so there's some interesting math you did here um, that talked about unplanned absences, absenteeism, and lower turnover rates, uh, and the quality of customer satisfaction, which is a big deal. Yes. Okay. Um, so talk a little bit about that because um, you, you've got you've got a little math here that I think is kind of interesting. So let, let's let's because I, I you you tell me what you wrote there. It's kind of interesting. Well, so let's back up. We know that stress creates about four absent days a year per average U.S. worker. We know that presenteeism, so they're there, they're on the clock, their body's there, but their brain and their emotions aren't engaged. We call that presenteeism, right? Present, but not really. And so that actually equates to almost uh, 58 days a year per employee. So when we look at those things, which is stress-related issues that are causing absenteeism and presenteeism, and we look at that and say, gosh, that's literally one and a half of every four and a half, that's one of every four and a half workers, a year, if you think about it, that are really not able to work because they're, they're there, but they're stressed out all the but time. But you're the employer and you're paying for that. You're paying for that. And you're paying their full salary. And oh, by the way, while they're there, not working full, fully focused, you're losing productivity and you're at risk for a worker's comp injury because 60 to 80% of worker's comp injuries are stress related. And it's for this very reason. I mean, anyone who's been driving in the car and all of a sudden you get someplace and you don't know how you got there, you don't remember making the turns to get there, has experienced presenteeism. Well, so you put that on a manufacturing card press or whatever you're doing, and all of a sudden you're losing limbs. You know, you're losing, (laughs) you're certainly losing productivity because people just aren't able to keep the machines going. So that's really what stress is doing to the workplace is it's causing this absenteeism and this presenteeism and putting them at risk for things like workers' comp injuries. And the bigger topic that seems to be resonating is we're we're so focused on employee engagement, we're so focused on inclusion and belonging, and we're focused on customer satisfaction. The top barrier to all of those is an employee being able to focus and function and that stress that keeps that from happening. So... When you look at that, you you have to ask yourself a question. If it's so damned obvious, which it is, okay, why aren't we seeing more resources put toward it? Um, and and employers our employers just don't understand. They don't recognize it. They're not getting the message that you know whether you're running a meatpacking facility. You said injuries, limb limb injuries. And I thought of a of a client we had down in Washington, Missouri, who I, I, there were some pretty grotesque injuries at that facility, mm-hmm. and we did all of the health insurance for them. And I remember them distinctly. Um, whether it's that or whether it's somebody in in, in you know in a business where customer service is critical, mm-hmm. we see recognition of all these other things. Yes. Why not this? You know, I think it is almost a forbidden topic. I think it's taboo, right? It is the thing that we've been taught. You just have to suck it up and keep going because there's judgment around saying I'm stressed. There's judgment around saying we have a stressed workforce that we could do better. And so I think that we've we kind of live in this place of well, that's just how American work is. And you know what's interesting 
interesting in some early studies that we did, 47% of the people who participated reported that they were dissatisfied or very dissatisfied with their work, with their job satisfaction. With their job satisfaction. The, the, the employer, and you know, it's really funny because I've got a company that's, that's been talking to me for some time about some internal situations they're dealing with. And I, I keep hearing that. And this is, this is at least half, if not larger in this particular company of people that are angry and upset. And the owner of the company has no idea. Right, I know him right. and he doesn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the management team that's supposed to be overseeing this is totally oblivious. Well, and they don't know how to fix it. Well, the other thing is they keep compounding the problem by doing, you know, frankly, what are some pretty dumb things that make people even angrier. Yes. And you, you're doing that and you're wondering, why aren't my people doing this? Or why aren't they selling this? Or why, why am I not seeing more work here in this area? And the answer is because... They're pissed. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, their, their motivation, you their motivation's told- gone. There is. Yeah, yeah, their motivation's gone. And the stress, that high stress level is going to continue to demotivate and it's going to show out in turnover, presenteeism. So yeah, they might be there on the clock because they're supposed to be. They're not working. Yeah, and if and and they are working, but they're doing it in a begrudging fashion. Yeah, and if you don't think that comes across, if you've got a company, I don't care if you're, uh, you know, an insurance brokerage company or you're or you're a car dealer or you banking, know, bank, banking, um, financial services, whatever it is, the number one thing that causes people to get angry and upset your clients is bad customer service. Customer service, and yeah. and we know that employee engagement has to be high for customer satisfaction to be high. And employee engagement can only be high when their stress is low. And it's not just the stress at work because none of us check our personal life at the door and walk in and go, oh, I'm at work today. I'll be great. We take all of that stress with us. And so stress is not a workplace problem that work can solve by itself. It has to have resources like Stress OS that bring in the personal side of that and privately do that. I think the key to that comment you just made is the word private. Talk about how this is private. Yeah, so privacy is super important. And so what we do is individuals are using StressOS outside their workplace intranet. So work has no access to their answers, to their activities, to their personal information so that it stays private. And there's a trust there that is not going, that that information is not going to get to the employer and be used against them in the employment setting. Yeah, so that's critical. Super critical. Because people are not going to do it if they think, well, my employer's going to be able to go read this. Right. And employers want that because employers don't want that knowledge to be at risk that they used that in a job decision. Right. So I think that's key to understand that, folks. By the way, if you want more information on StressOS, go to their website, StressOS.com, StressOS.com. Or you can call Lori at 1-800-877-7340076, 1-800-877-7340076. If you're a broker out there with clients that's having problems and you know about it, or there are other issues, this is a great way to do it. If you're an employer, smart thing to do. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here coast to coast across the USA on the HIE Radio Network. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up this segment, we're going to continue this fascinating conversation with Lori Worthington, CEO and founder of StressOS. If you want information on this, the website is stressos.com, stressos.com, or the phone number 1 800 877 734 1-800-877-734-0076. So let me ask you a question, audience out there. If you saw people walking around in your company that uh, had uh, an external disease, they had they had eczema or they had something in, you know, bruises or whatever the case may be, would you do something about it? Would you have your HR director say, you know, we really need to talk to these people because this this is not good. They've got They've got a medical issue that needs to be taken care of during the workplace. You can see that one. You can't see this one. Okay, and maybe that's a good reason to take a few minutes to go to this website and learn a little bit about what they do and maybe reach out to Lori and let her talk to you about the issue and find out, could this really make a difference for us? I mean, we don't know what we don't know, right? Right. Okay, so I strongly suggest you take a moment to do that. Once again, the website stressos.com, the phone number 1-800-877-734-0076. You know, I use that illustration on purpose because, you know, we always talk about you have to recognize the symptoms before you can treat a disease, right? You have to know the symptoms for heart attack and stroke. If you don't know the symptoms, if you're a woman and you're experiencing lower back pain, you're experiencing toothaches, you're experiencing Mm -hmm. other kinds of pain, you may have a serious heart condition. Well, you better go see a cardiologist and find out what's going on, okay? Correct. You know, if you're a man and you're experiencing issues with, um, uh, you know, going to the bathroom and, and, and other things that you can't do or you're going to frequently, whatever, and you're going, gee, I wonder if I've got a prostate problem. You better go get a prostate test and find out, right? Right. This is the same thing. This you is. just can't see it. You okay? can't see it. And and it's not, it's like a cancer in that you don't see the cancer. You know, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer a couple of years ago, just thankfully because of an early routine exam. And that mammogram was able to catch it early. But what if she hadn't had it? And we didn't know that she had any problem. And so I think that's the thing. People say, well, what are the symptoms that we would recognize someone is really stressed and they need help? Well, you know, I can tell you that 65% of the people that we've surveyed show that they have their perceived stress score is very high. Their perception, because stress is how I perceive it. Carrie and I could have the exact same thing happen to us, and Carrie isn't bothered by it at all, and for me, it's highly stressful. So it's not like we can rate an incident and say, oh, this is going to bother everybody at the same scale on a scale of 1 to 10. But we see that financial financial stress, you know, when finances are high, your stress is higher. When your relationships aren't positive, and that could be at work or home, your stress is higher. We see that what happened to you in early life drastically impacts your view of life and your view of stress. And so it could be something that's not even happening today, but you went through a horrific trauma somewhere else in life and it's impacting your view. Now, what's interesting is some people go through that and they build such resiliency that, I mean, the world could be exploding at work and it's still like low stress for them because it doesn't compare to what they've been through personally. Yeah. For other people, it's a trigger and it makes their stress their blame for stress at work that much higher. So the big thing is that symptoms are not necessarily clearly evident. You know, no one's going to wear that big sore on their arm or come in in a cast. You know, they're going to kind of sneak up on them. And a really neat example is I watched 
the Friends reunion last week. And Matthew Perry said in that, you know, he played Chandler, and he said that he was stressed out every show that he'd have a joke fail, and he wouldn't get the laugh. And his six, his five other best friends were sitting there in that space with him, and they were stunned. They had no idea that he had been so stressed out every single show recording for 10 years. And that's what stress is. We, we learned how to hide it. We've been hiding it since we were small children. Well, you just have to suck it up and get over it. Don't cry. Got to do this. So we're really, really good at it. And there's a judgment in the workplace about saying, my child's sick. I need to stay home with them today. My mom just got diagnosed. I need a couple days away. I don't feel well. Maybe I'm going to be at work, but I need a different situation. We're not safe saying that because it's judged. It's judged by our peers, and it judges us as being a bad performer. And that's key, especially in this country. Yes, in this I mean, country. It's, it's, it, in Europe, know, it's not such a big deal. No, it's not. <laughs> they're, they're, they're very different over there than we are here. And, and there are a lot, of the Euro- a lot of things Europeans do I don't admire, but they happen to do a little better job on things like this. But yeah, here, if you do that, it's like, oh, you're not, you're not especially if you're in anything from mid to upper level yes, management. You can't management. even open your mouth, okay, because immediately you're going to get a black mark. Somebody's right. going to somewhere that's going to be a black mark here's the other thing that's interesting we spend an enormous amount of time especially now okay after everything that went on last year and you know all the racial tension everything happening in this country with this ethnic mis- mix issue we need yes. to get x number of people here mm-hmm. whether it's on the board of directors or in this position whatever okay that's fine if we need to do that we need to do that right but why aren't we spending any time talking about this well okay Yes. And what if you're, you know, there are more directors of, you know, and VPs for diversity, equity and inclusion jobs than there, than there possibly could be people to fill them. I mean, they're just being posted every day and everybody's looking to add one, but they're not baselining and measuring where are they today? What's our stress level today? And do we really need one of those people or are we actually okay? And so maybe they need it, but, but where's the baseline? And, and that's where this kind of a stress assessment gives you an organizational baseline in an aggregate that tells you how you're doing. Because we ask all those inclusive questions. And we ask questions you can't even ask as an employer because we're asking them inside the safety of Stress OS. But, but by the way, that, that is a HIPAA-approved platform. HIPAA and GINA compliant. Okay, you want, to, you want to explain that to people so they understand what that means? Yeah, so I actually have a background as a HIPAA compliance officer and do. a corporate That's compliance officer. And I'm not holding that against you, but go well, ahead. But the beauty of that is everything <laughs> was built initially to be HIPAA compliant, right. meaning that their privacy and their security of their data sits in a in a box that's outside the perimeter of an employer being able to access it or their health care company being able to access it. So it sits very safe. And that's really important because they are the only people who will ever access that information, each individual. So it gives them just the safety that we're never going to say, hey, here's Carrie Hall's data and let's share it with somebody. Yeah, and and it's important for everybody to understand that. So, you know, I want to go back through this just for a moment. What what you just heard her say, if you're the employer out there, or you're a broker out there that has a client you know is struggling with some of this stuff, is that they, they do an assessment. They can do an assessment, and from that assessment, yes. they can tell you, because so you're not blind now. You're not running around trying to figure out where am I. You can see where you're going. You know what you're doing. Uh, th- they're going to be able to tell you you've got this level of a problem yes. with 20% of your people, 30% of your people, 40% of people. It's no different, people, than when you do the wellness 
exams, okay? When you tell people, we just put in a wellness program, we want everybody to go up there, we want you to go through the wellness and, and talk, you know, put your issues in there, and then a wellness coach is going to get in touch with you. And if you find out, you know, 20% of these people are type 2 diabetics, well, then you've got to have somebody coach them on how to manage that diabetes. This is the same thing. It's just you're just not going to get an A1C blood draw to tell you what it is, okay? Right, right. You're going to do the, – they do the stress program, and it makes sense. So if you want information on it, the website is stressos.com. The phone number, 1-800-877-734-0076. All right, now we've defined the illness. When we come back, we're going to define the cure. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, America's Healthcare Advocate. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Once again, if you do want to tell some, maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I'm the HR director. I need to go talk to the boss about this. Or maybe you're a partner in a company and you know there's rumblings, there are problems. We just don't know what they are. They won't talk to us. They don't want to talk to us. Okay. Um, you can go to the website. Okay. Stressos.com. It's right up there. They've got a ton of information there. You can call Lori. She's happy to chat with you. 1-800-877-734-0076. 1-800-877-734-0076. You know, we're going to talk about, as I said, the cure in this segment, but we're also going to talk about what this is costing. Okay. We'll probably roll that to the last segment. But what you need to understand is aside from just caring for your employees, which is critically important if you're going to have a successful company and and people that are wanting to come to work and work for you. There's the other side of this, which is you're spending, you're losing money. You don't even realize you're losing. So, so there's a very recent example, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player who refused to talk to the media and was kicked out of uh, the tournament, the she open. lost her job. Yeah, uh, because of this, talk about what she said and what came out of it. Because she had she had the courage to come out and say, "Here's why." Right, and I mean, first of all, the fact that she had the willingness to speak about it is is just tremendous. But she basically, you know, in paraphrase, the stress and anxiety that she feels when she has to speak with the media and try to be sure that she gets things accurate and correct. It just wasn't comfortable for her because she is introverted. She's a tennis player. She wants to play tennis and that's where she zones. And so for her, she said, this is too stressful. She asked to not have to do the press um, press conference after. And the association, the World Tennis Association said, no, it is a requirement. And they gave her no room for her introvertedness. They gave her no room for the discomfort. They gave her no room for the mental health concern she expressed. And now they look like a bunch of bullies. They do. They look like a bunch of bullies. And that is what's so important for companies to understand is it's not how you evaluate what you decide is bullying. It's how an individual perceives bullying. And so we are now all watching this from the outside saying, gosh, look at, look at this tremendous situation. But bullying and harassment in an organization are one of the biggest detriments to this movement for inclusion and belonging. And most companies don't even know it's existing. We've got companies that are seeing literally everybody in their organization saying that they've been bullied by managers, by coworkers, or by clients or vendors. 
which is an area that companies don't even think about is that vendor that you're working with, that client that oh. you may be seeing, and they're doing inappropriate things that everybody in the company has been told, just suck it up and deal with it, right? It's just how business works. And it's not how business works. And I will tell you that, you know, 27 years of running my own company, I can assure you it's not how business works, okay? Right. You know, not toot my horn here, but I want to say something. You know, we had a policy, and it was my wife that did this, not me, okay, who said sometimes you have to fire the client. Yes. And if they got abusive with Joyce or any of the other people in the company, and, you know, I don't care what the problem was. If they got abusive, if they used profanity, if they started, I cut them off. Right. I said, right. You know, you need to go find somebody else to do this. Now, you know, I know back what you said, there are a lot of companies that, no, 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 the customer is always right. No, the customer is not always right. Exactly. Okay. There are times when they're wrong and they, and abusive behavior is not, is not acceptable. Just is what it is. Okay. Well, yeah. And as a compliance officer, you know, we say, oh, well, you're supposed to come and report it to your Report it to your supervisor. Report it to... Here we go. And right away, the wheels come off the wagon. Because we know it's not going to happen. It's not coming to the compliance hotline. Look at all the examples of people that have reported sexual harassment to their human resources department. I don't care whether we're talking about Steve Wynn in Las Vegas or go down the list or Harvey Weinstein. Pick them. Right. Okay, how much how much was done to solve the problem? Nothing, nada. Okay, right. but you know, we came in this segment saying this. We know what the problem is. Let's talk about what the cure is because it, this is not rocket science. Okay, the way you've got it set up, it's pretty simple. Thank you. We tried to make it super simple. It is simple and really user friendly. That an individual could feel safe. They could know their privacy was there, and they can do it at work or home or on their phone or their tablet or wherever they want to do it. So the thing that's you know people need to realize is over half of the people report, you know, fifty percent of people say their job is negatively affecting their physical or emotional well being. And this is a study we actually did pre COVID. So I'm oh, really curious probably, to yeah. see what it looks like now, yeah. and we're working on that that study this summer. So the cure becomes giving people resources that let them identify what's driving their stress because work might just be a small percentage of it, but it's getting all the blame because that's what makes us set the other stuff aside. So you're coming to work and you're angry because you're having problems at home with your kids. Right. My parent just got diagnosed. I've got caregiver issues. I've got, you know. But you're coming to work and then you're biting the head off of the guy next to you or the gal right. next to you or the customer or whoever because you're stressed out. But if if you knew there was, I got a problem. I don't know what to do. If you right. had a resource to go take care of that, what difference could that make? Exactly. I mean, if we see that balance is one of our issues, then then in stress OS, we're giving them tools and resources about balance and how to get there. And maybe they learn there's some techniques they could use that help them with their work and help them get the other stuff in their life taken care of. Maybe it's finances and they just need to be aware of that. Maybe they need help budgeting. Maybe they need to realize somebody's got to get a second job or we've got to deal with situations differently. So there's 13 categories in our stress drivers map that make it really obvious to people what's driving their stress and then what are the healthy things they could be doing to help manage stress that maybe they're falling short on. For me, it's sleep. Sleep is something that I still, I've gotten to yellow, right? I'm in the red, yellow, green scale. I've made it to yellow, but I'm not green yet. So things like sleep and activity and how much we use our gadgets, all of those things are contributors to how we handle stress, meditation, prayer, thankfulness, gratitude, 
And so as we can see, here's things I could work on that I want to turn green because it will make everything that happens to me, I'll perceive it better. Because if I have those healthy things, I perceive it better. We've talked before about the two-year-old that has a fit, right? They're tired, hungry, sleepy, and they're in Walmart. And the mom's saying, I just need to get the groceries. I just need to get the groceries, right? And the kid finally melts down because they're tired, hungry, sleepy. If we solve that for the kid or we don't take them to Walmart when they're like that, they're going to have a better experience. That's the same with workers. If we aren't getting the basics that we need, kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? But our emotional and physical needs, if we're not getting those solved, we're coming to work ready to have fit. And so everything that happens to us is perceived that way. Whether and, and it was they, meant they, that way or not, and right? Then you, then you have a fit. Okay. Then, then you have a fit. Then, then, then there's then there's disruption in the workplace right. and all the things that go with it. Or you don't have a fit, and you just keep coming to work, and you just keep being stressed, and your relationships start to take dives, and your productivity isn't there, and you are the PR nightmare waiting to happen because you're the employee who's eventually going to get fed up and decide to go public with that harassment that isn't getting solved or to say this is a problem and you're you're getting to that place that of danger not necessarily that you're going to get violent but just everything is spiraling and so productivity spiraling your peer relationships are spiraling and and you're just not as effective as you could be you're not passionate about work anymore because there's so much other stuff in the way that's keeping you from being passionate so you know for workplaces and what i love is the emergence out of COVID, and, and even in COVID, we're, say, we're hearing it, workplaces say, we care about our employees. We want to do everything we can to help you be your best. We know it's been a stressful year. Well, now we're going back to work, maybe without masks um, in some cases, and kids are out of school. So what are we doing with our kids this summer? What does that look like? And so we have this whole new set of instances but we're continuing to care for employees with the same resources the same way. And you know, it's a funny thing. And I, again, I go back to my experience of 26 years of running my own business. If you demonstrate to people that you care yes, and they know that you care and, and, if the, the, and know that, you know, if there's a problem, they can get some resources to help them with that problem. Um, and, and that you do really give a damn about them. Right. Yeah. Yes. You've got, you know, you've got to run your company. It has to be profitable. You have to make money and it all has to work, but there's a part to that. The, <laughs> the most valuable thing that you have is your employees. I remember a businessman that I was speaking to about when I had sold um, uh, RPS, when I sold BBDI to, to the Northwestern to RPS, he said, you know, the greatest day in a, in a, uh, in a small business person's life is when, they sell. Uh, and mm-hmm. I said, okay, wh- why do you think they said, because you don't have to deal with employees anymore. <laughs> yeah. But if you care about your employees, that's right. kind of the worst day because you d- you're not sure they're going to be taken care right. of. And if you do care about your employees, there is a way to do it that makes sense and mm-hmm. that benefits them and benefits you. When we come back to the break, we'll, we'll dive into what this, how, how we pull all this together and how you make it work and what it costs. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want information, the website, stressos.com, stressos.com. 1-800-877-734-0076. You can speak directly to Lori. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more here on America's Healthcare Advocate.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa, I'm your host, Carrie Hall. If you want, you know, you're listening to this and maybe you think, you know, this is something I really need to talk to my partner in the company about, or I need to talk to my boss about, or whatever the case may be. Go to the website. The podcasts are up there, okay? You can click a link, go right to the show, or you can go on TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spreaker. They're also up there, America's Healthcare Advocate. The phone number, if you want to talk uh, to Lori and just get an understanding of how this could impact your business, 877-734-0076. The website, stressos.com. So here, here's here's what here's what I know is going through the head of people out there. I've got a wellness program. Oh, no, I've got an EAP program. i got an employee assistance program. That, 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 that'll take care of this. Sure. No. No. No, you know, EAPs are used on average about 6 to 7% a year. Yep. And you know, one of the reasons why is because most of the time you you either have to call HR to access it or you know that HR is going to know you accessed it. Right. And again, you go back to, we don't want negative views of us at work because we've reached out because we need mental health support. Yeah. So then the wellness program. Yeah. The wellness program has a stress module in it. I hear that all the time. I mean, that's, that's probably the first comment I get from yeah. almost every company. And you're right. Your wellness program does, but your wellness program isn't equipped to deal with all of the diverse issues that go about how do you support even diagnosing really what's driving stress. So let's just this say, is, let's just say that it, it is, it is part of the wellness program and, and that particular part ha- it is reasonably effective if they access it. Yes. So, but, the problem is the employer doesn't know what the hell is going on. Okay. And they don't do an assessment. And here's the other piece, by the way, check the numbers on how many people participate in wellness programs. You're lucky if you've got 12% of your population doing it. It's just not something people are willing to do. Okay. So having said that, this is a totally different model that first when you go into an employer and the employer says, all right, how do I find out if I got a problem? What do you do? Right. So we're going to recommend that they deploy StressOS and encourage people to do the assessment. We've had 100% participation in the assessment with no incentive, literally within a week of deployment in some small employers, because they're anxious to see that stress score. They want to see their stress drivers map. So they're completing this assessment. They're also able to go look through our entire learning library. So maybe they have a topic, maybe they just found out that they have a kid with autism and they want to know what to do with that. There's resources there to support those parents or that aunt who just found out, you know, there's a nephew with autism. So there's tons of resources in the learning library that they can search. It's indexed. They can go put in and just search that and find their own topics real time when they need it, as well as we can give them an idea of what's really driving their stress and recommend activities for them that are all cognitive behavioral learning technique technique of resources that help them learn skills or and learn information that will help reduce that stress. Because sometimes it's just seeing it, right? Knowing the problem and where it's at begins to focus you. I said, for me, it's sleep, right? I That's the thing that I still don't have down is making sure I get enough sleep. I have a nine-year-old, so I don't get enough sleep. And so, but knowing those things, it helps you reframe because I can also recognize when I get frustrated at something in the middle of the day at work, I can now check that and go, did I get enough sleep last night? And I'm able to shift the immediate frustration from work to an area where maybe it's more appropriate. And that's yeah. huge for an employer to, to have employees 
employees who can make that shift. The key is, I want to go back to this, that the way this sets up is that they, you get a very high level of participation in doing the assessment. Yes. Which takes, how long does it take to do that? About 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, about 15 minutes to do it. And if it's presented, you know, an employer, if the employee does an employee meeting and you guys come in and present how it works and right. they have an ironclad guarantee that all we're trying to do here, people, is is figure out, you know, who has problems and where they're at and how we can help you. Right. Okay. But for the employer, he then knows that he's got this issue or, or you know, he's got X right. number of people, right. whatever the case may be. There needs to be resources and time and effort put into this to make a difference. And if it's something that they're causing, they, the employer, right. then they don't know that. Okay. They don't know it. And so we can even deploy something as simple as a QR code or a link that that the HR can push out directly. So we don't even have to talk to employees directly in a meeting if it, that doesn't work for their model. We can deploy that, let people complete their assessment. And then we take the results of those assessments and we do an aggregate report to the employer so that they can see. It's anonymized people. I yes, want to make sure you understand that. Completely de-identified, fully aggregated. So we never identify an individual. Individual. And we actually use statistical validation to make sure that we can't identify someone even by demographics like ethnicity or um, gender, or all those yeah. things. Yeah. <clears throat> so we completely gray all that out. So it's just aggregate data, but it informs an employer about, are we really as good as we think we are? Because we haven't heard any complaints. So we, do we really not have bullying or harassment going on? Do we really not have some of these issues or do we find something that pops up? We had a employer with five employees that chose to do this because they just cared about their people and they, they wanted to do it. They were shocked to find out that one of those employees felt bullied harassed in the last six months. Now, they don't know which one, but to have a 20% show up as bullied or harassed, they were stunned. And this was a very close-knit, white-collar company that just didn't expect to see anything like that. And so the owner was floored and she's like, okay, well, clearly we've got some things we need to be listening more. We need to be making sure we're doing one-on-ones with people so that we can make sure that they feel safe talking to us if they have a concern. Isn't that amazing? You know, it goes back to what I said a couple of segments ago. You don't know what, what you, you don't, don't know. know. Yeah. And so now contrast that with what I said about an EAP or wellness program. Okay. It's, it's not the same thing, people. It's just not. Okay. What you're doing here is separating these issues out and letting the employer, like you just mentioned, know that, yeah, I got a problem. Okay. Mr. Employee, there is a problem here and you need to take steps to address it, whatever it may be. Right. And so whether you're the HR director or the risk manager (coughs) or the compliance officer, you know, this is, there's relevant data here that's totally about organizational development and culture. We got about one minute left, and cost addressing. You know what? Yep. What are people losing in terms of dollars? Some examples versus not doing anything about this. Sure. Workman's comp and other places. Right. So sixty to eighty percent of work comp injuries are stress related. So if we just look at all the average data that's been reported by the CDC, by SHRM, by the National Safety Council, it's about eleven thousand dollars per employee every year lost to absenteeism, presenteeism, and workers' comp costs. Okay. So. We'll We'll leave it with that, okay? I think that's it. There it is right there. If you want to quantify it, $11,000 on average for employee from all those organizations that did the survey. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, thank you. Great, great show today. All right, folks. And now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate. 
broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.